to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, O Christ. You may be seated. I assume most of you are familiar with the Robert Frost poem, A Road Less Traveled. I like how YouTube star Kid President tells it in one of his videos. Two roads diverged in the woods, and I took the road less traveled. And it hurt, man! Really bad! Rocks, thorns, broken glass, my pants broke. Not cool, Robert Frost. (laughs) Nope, not cool at all. This is exactly how I feel on this first Sunday in Lent. Not cool, God. I mean, what happened? Luke tells how Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, gives a detailed genealogical history that traces Jesus' family tree all the way back to the very first human God ever created, and then this? Jesus is led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days? So much for being God's beloved son, right? This sounds like an awful way for Jesus to begin his public ministry. Where's the big speeches in the temple, the healing of the sick, the spreading of the good news? Why does Jesus' ministry begin here? in the wilderness, with nothing but the tempting sounds of the devil ringing in his ears. Jesus spent 40 days fasting and wandering in the wilderness. In Bible terms, that's a long time. It's how many days Noah spent in the ark. 
It's how many days Moses stood on Mount Sinai waiting for a word from God. It's how many days we spend between Ash Wednesday and Easter, not counting Sundays. So at the end of those 40 days when the devil appears, Jesus is weary. He is hungry. He is vulnerable. And then he has to endure three great temptations. The offering of food, of power, of security. So because today is all about testing, let's do a little pop quiz, shall we? How many of you would opt to eat stones over bread? Not me. How many of you could resist the opportunity to have ultimate authority to snap your fingers and have your every wish be carried out whenever you pleased? Not me, though ask my husband. I try this one at home all the time. How many of you could pass on the offer of total protection for yourself and your loved ones? Nope. Like all good ransom schemes, this one hits the hardest because it hits closest to home. I'm sure many of us would do anything we could to change the diagnosis, to change the timing, to change anything that would affect the ones that we care about the most. So that being said, I'm fairly certain that I would fail all of the devil's tests that were presented to Jesus out there in the wilderness. But see, I don't think the message today is about winning or losing, succeeding or failing. It's about doing, about being. It's about who God is and who we are. Jesus passed the devil's tests with flying colors, but guess what? We are not God. We are not perfect. We are mortal, fallible human beings who often give into temptation. We are hungry. We are weary. We yearn for the power to change our world and safety for ourselves and our loved ones when we realize we cannot change things nearly enough. We make poor decisions. And it is okay to do all of those things, to be all of those things, because we have a God who understands exactly who we are and loves us anyway. Jesus may have successfully deflected the devil's temptations, but he certainly wasn't unaffected by them or his trying situation out there in the wilderness. Our God has been hungry. Our God knows what it means to be vulnerable, to be pushed to the very ends of limits, to be tested, to endure. Our God, who would continue to endure those things over the course of his life and in his ministry, whose journey would not end until he reached the cross with a crown of thorns placed on his head. And people of God, that means something. Our Lenten journey is just beginning, and it can be a disorienting, uncomfortable journey. Like thinking you're taking a nice walk down the forest path when you suddenly encounter broken glass strewn across the road. A few days ago on Ash Wednesday, we marked our foreheads with ash in remembrance that we too will one day return to the dust. 
It is a sobering, humbling realization that our time on earth is limited. And today, we are, reminder, we are reminded that our journey on this earth will most definitely be uncomfortable. Being baptized into the family of God does not mean that we've unlocked the golden ticket to a pain-free, worry-free life. We are God's beloved children, but we will be challenged. We will be tempted. We will also have to take our walk in the wilderness where we will endure a lot, a lot more than even we can imagine. But we are also accompanied by a God who knows what all of that feels like. A God who has made his own way in the wilderness, suffered from hunger and isolation with nothing but the tempting thoughts of the devil for company. Today, it feels like that devil is louder than ever. The internal devils that tempt us with the thoughts that we are not good enough, that we will never find our place, and all the external devils that violate the sanctity of life, who blatantly ignore human rights, who transform God's beloved creation into means of destruction and warfare. It is easy to think that these devils have found their opportune time right now in our lives and will be with us forever, that we will be here, stuck in the wilderness, wandering from challenge to challenge, temptation to temptation, that we will simply have to endure forever. And it's true, some of us will remain on our wilderness journey longer than others. But eventually, our time in the wilderness will come to an end. After crunching our way on broken glass for however long, we will emerge. We will arrive in the promised land like the Israelites who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, searching waiting, being tested, and failing, enduring. And like them, we will plant seeds of hope. Seeds we will nurture, seeds we will tend, seeds that we or our children or our children's children will be around long enough to see grow into ripeness. It is my prayer that like the Israelites, we can also give thanks to God in recognition of this hopeful harvest, that the seeds we plant today will feed future generations, will heal the hurts of nations, will transform our world. We are carrying these seeds in our pockets even now as we journey through the wilderness. For we are not journeying alone. This is a journey that all of God's people make, that God made. Blessings as you make your way through the wilderness. Amen.